Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading medical and security risk management business. I'm Chris Giles. This is the podcast where we provide you with timely analysis and tactical insight for your organisation. And in this episode, we're looking at trends in climate change activism, including the shifting tactics of one of the biggest global environmental groups, Extinction Rebellion. We'll also be examining the emergence of some newer environmental activist groups like Just Stop Oil. Well, to find out more, I'm joined by Adriana Rotlagel, who's a security specialist for International SOS. So, Adriana, Extinction Rebellion held a four-day protest recently in London. How did that go? Extinction Rebellion organised a mass demonstration to demand that the UK government stop all new fossil fuel searches. These protests were uh, backed by other climate activist groups, such as Greenpeace, Friends of the Earth, and it was overall peaceful. What these people in this building need to know is that this is not going away. You know, the climate impacts are exponential. They're rising day by day, and so are we. We're going to really have to think about our strategies going forwards, right? I mean, the whole point of doing these protests is to try and make a change. I think civil disobedience will definitely be part of it. Two Extinction Rebellion activists who took part in the recent protests in London, speaking to Sky News. So, Adriana, I know that these demonstrations were held at the same time as the London Marathon was taking place. Did that cause any issues at all? Well, actually, Accenture Rebellion reassured authorities that they will not try to impede the London Marathon. However, there were doubts about lone protesters wanting to target the event. But Accenture Rebellion managed to keep these people aside and the race was able to go through as planned. So it's all part of their new tactics. Just tell me, what are Extinction Rebellion now trying to do as a campaign group? So XR was created in the UK back in 2018, and their modus operandi was basically to create high-impact actions that will block roads, that will create severe traffic disruptions. So we had the example of uh, four bridges being blocked in London back in April 2022, which created severe public backlash. You won't help. You won't help. I mean, there's other ways of, of going around it to raise awareness. I don't think this is it. This is just going to annoy people and people are going to go against them. Reporting from Sky News in the UK. Well, that's what XR were doing a year ago. But how about now? The new strategy implemented by XR seems to be organising mass demonstrations similar to the one we saw over the weekend. So first of all, it's organised on weekends, so it's very inclusive. They want a lot of people to join. Uh, it's also symbolic where it is. So it's on Parliament Square, right in front of Westminster. So this is also high impact for uh, the message that they want to bring to the government. So these are the protests that they want to bring, something that is similar to normal activism. High impact, gather a lot of people and bring the people on their side rather than alienate them. The other strategy that they were thinking of implementing was protests targeting people and firms that are deemed to be responsible for climate change. You know, anyone from the energy sector, the finance sector, government, or even luxury brands and uh, the luxury industry. So luxury shops targeting five-star hotels. So these are the new strategy for XR. So as you said, their initial campaigning proved to be an unpopular way of trying to get the public on board with their arguments. But do you feel that the way they're shifting 
their stance will mean that disruptive climate protests will now be a thing of the past? Well, actually, no. First of all, because Extinction Rebellion said they were quitting protests disruptive to the public and focusing their attention to the one disrupting decision makers. However, they gave an ultimatum to the government on the 25th of April, whereby if the government was not responding to their demands of stopping new fossil fuel searches, they will step up their action, which could suggest that they will resume a more disruptive strategy. Uh, the second point is that Extension Rebellion is not the only movement that has been using civil disobedience strategies. We have seen both in the UK and across Europe other movements that were trying to set up high impact actions. One of these groups is Just Up Oil. Just Up Oil is most famous for their blocking of the Dartford Crossing back in October 2022, where they managed to block the bridge for over 30 hours, creating massive disruption to all traffic going in and out of London. And Just Oppose are currently organising daily protests to demand the government to stop fossil fuel searches. So every day from 7am, their protesters slowly march on main road axes across London and create significant disruptions to the traffic. The reaction from motorists has been quite aggressive. Some of them have been trying to remove banners from protesters and have even tried to forcibly uh, remove them from the road so they could continue their journeys. And authorities have had to separate protesters from motorists in some occasions. So can we say what sort of protests we can expect in the future? Yeah, we can predict trends. So from the XR side, we can say that they will try to continue to have mass demonstrations, those that manage to gather the public. They will also try to get these civil disobedience actions targeted towards the government, but also actors of the climate change. So they identify these actors as the energy sector, the finance sector, you know, luxury brands and luxury establishments. So we saw this in Berlin a couple of weeks ago where protesters affiliated with XR ran into a five-star hotel and hung up a banner denouncing high profits. So these sort of, of strategies are the ones we should expect from XR in the coming weeks. Other groups will continue to seek high impact actions. So they will continue to target events that will attract media attention. That is the example of art galleries disruption with protesters throwing food onto paintings. That could be what we saw the other day for sporting tournaments. So we had a snooker event last week and a protester from Just Up Oil threw powder on one of the snooker tables. These sort of events will continue, not backed by XR, but backed by other movements, including Just Up Oil. Commentary there of what happened at the snooker from the BBC. So, Adriana, what's it like trying to keep across all the information from all the various climate campaigning groups to make sure that our clients are aware of what their intentions might be when sometimes these protests have happened on what would seem like on the spur of the moment? And there's little or no notice whatsoever. Yeah, so um, there, are, there are two sites to um, reporting on, on climate protests. 
first of all, we on what side we usually know we're able to spot when climate campaign has been launched. So that was the came for the big one process. We will see when scanning our countries across Europe, we will spot one of the groups declaring that they will be hosting a big protest. And then we will take this information, corroborate it, and then reflect it into one of our alerts so that clients are aware of what's going to be happening. And then on the other side, when we have high impact actions that are very disruptive and unpredictable, the way we operate is a bit more reactive. So we will see the event and then try to see how disruptive it gets if it's actually happening at, at the minute, under high pressure, we will try to get something out to our clients so that they know how to react to the events. So, for example, if we have protesters gluing themselves to a road in Berlin, we will quickly pick up on this, try to see if the roads are going into the city and will create major disruption and then advise our clients accordingly. And given that it's quite hard to predict what might come next? What is your advice to clients, given that these campaigns are likely to continue? Clients should understand their profile and their organization's profile and whether that makes them a target of climate activists. If you're working in the energy sector, if you're working in government, you might be uh, subject to these sort of civil disobedience actions. And then in relation to this, you should be able to ensure business continuity. So have a business continuity plan in place uh, so that you can implement resilience for your workers. Um, if your building is in a city centre and your workers cannot access it, are you able to have ways for them to, to, to continue to work? So, for example, can you implement uh, work from home on, on these specific days? And I think the, the other thing is to monitor for these sort of events. So key protests, uh, major campaigns that are, are being launched, usually for XR, they're launched ahead. And, you know, me and my colleagues, we always try to be on top of the events. And for example, if I see a, a tweet from Chester saying that they will try to disrupt all of London on a specific date, then I will know that these events will uh, impact uh, our clients and I will make sure to draft uh, an alert that is reflective of uh, the disruption that they should be expecting and also for them to, to be able to, um, to act accordingly. Okay, Adriana, thanks so much for your advice and analysis. Thank you. If you like what you heard on this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, please check out our other recent podcasts and audio updates. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. And before I go, a reminder that you can keep up to date with all the latest alerts and updates on our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres available to clients 24-7. Until next time, goodbye.